<laughs> Hi, you're listening to my podcast. Yay! <laughs> I am your usual host, and and um, you might be wondering why the sound is so shitty today. That's because I'm having to scream without any microphones or headphones whatsoever. I know the sound is bad because kiểu con mèo của tao nó phải cắt chân này không cái đôi tai nghe nữa. Ah, nhưng mà. It's okay because I'm ha- I have a little bit of money now. I will get more. It's okay, and it, this is not a very good comeback after a very long time. But at least I'm making effort. Okay, what are you doing with your life? Also, to the people in the audience, uh, especially to that guy that I talked shit about twice, I am sorry. I probably I, I I meant it. I'm not a po- I'm okay. I, I'm sorry for um. Not being very straightforward, uh, um, but it will probably happen again. But like, uh, I can guarantee it will be for a good reason. I am not that that much of a bitch. <laughs> I hope so. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> Today uh, at school, yeah, I still go to school. So um, if you're like some Russian agent who's like spying on me. To recruit me for some secret national project, then um, I am still in school, and uh, we watched a movie today. It was um, it was called Thelma and Louise, and I think I've seen like several movies like it, kind of with the same kind of um, plotline. There weren't really any twists, I guess, but I like the aesthetic. So, anyways, there was like this scene. Right off the bat, where uh, it had mentions of rape, and being that um, very educated person, uh, I felt very uncomfortable, and I started thinking, yeah, the things like these should not seem normal to people. Like I don't get how people can watch kind of stuff like this and think, yeah, rape is rape happens because yeah, they are right. Rape happens, but. Shouldn't you feel something aside like that's gross? You're gonna fuck. Like, yeah. Do you get it? So, um, I think I want to talk about rape culture a little bit. Just so, warning. Uh, mentions of sensitive themes. If you are a rape survivor listening to this, which um, I really hope not. Not because I hate rape sur. I hate the victims. I just, I just hope nobody is a victim. Well, I discussed uh, the fact that I see a lot of horny people like everywhere. I used to be so innocent. I was like, everyone's so nice together, but actually, the world is full of horny people. That is an inevitable fact. However, you cannot just take your horniness as an excuse to touch people inappropriately to do shit. Like that's what you know, right? If you're listening to this, I hope you know that. If you don't, fuck you. Well, now you know. <laughs> uh, like I had sex education unofficially when I was uh, in third grade, I think. And every other every other friend of mine had already been ex um, educated on the birds and the bees by their parents, but apparently mine hasn't taught me anything. So. Most of my knowledge about the birds and the bees were from my friends, and I was really lucky because my friends had like 
doctors and professors and writers for parents so they were really professional they knew shit they knew what they were talking about and i was not misinformed to this day their information is still relevant uh up until grade six that was when i started getting like official sex education on stuff like like the, the, the how your how your pussy works and how your dick works and in sixth grade they put the boys and the girls in the same room and it was really uncomfortable because i'm not sure if other people felt it but i felt like in my mind all i as i was listening to the sex ed teacher talking all i could see was like a bunch of pussies and a bunch of dick uncomfortably uncomfortably close in those sex education classes they did mention ways to prevent uh sexual harassment but i think if i remember clearly they only taught it to the girls so uh dudes boys any friend of mine who who have heard the boy version of sex education can you please tell me if you guys received ways to deal with and um, escape sexual assault uh if you will but anyways for the girls we we our thing was very detailed not only we were like um packed with ways to recognize a sexual uh um what's the word for sexual perpetrator but also ways to um escape uh words to what to say when you're um about to be raped um is feeling uncomfortable are feeling uncomfortable is we are being raped and after being raped and uh who we should talk to what we should do it was very very detailed and it was it didn't help but the fact that i was chosen as like this kind of model to stand up the stage and then the sex ed teacher who mind you was a woman Uh, pointed at my boobs and my pussy and said stuff like see this shit this shit is something that men will attack men like that stuff and i stood there like for 10 minutes in front of 500 girls so yeah it wasn't 500 girls but it was a lot (laughs) so um here uh we have an unscripted podcast but i do research i do do research for this kind of topic and uh signs of sexual assault and rape survivors of sexual violence may feel uncomfortable immediately sharing their traumatic experience on sexual harassment victims in sex education classes i have been informed that if i ever become one of them i should totally feel like it's fine to come out to confess and seek help and I think that is a good thing. However, I do believe that it is okay for a victim to choose to keep it to themselves as is, as it is understandable um, for you to keep something that it is traumatic. You do not want to repeat it in your mind, let alone your words again. And it's just terrible. Everything will come like right back it's um yeah but i if and if you truly are not living well i do think that you can totally ask someone and like i said in my mentally health mental health 
Ep, um, it's okay to not be okay. There are um, advised websites online. Today I just learned about the Quiet Room Project, which is kind of this project that allows you to um, write out your feelings and whatever, and also has this so they, they have these different rooms. One room is for you to write out your feelings. One room is for you to read encouragements. One room is just to calm you down from anxiety attacks. That is really good. I think you should check it out. Um, so hopefully, whoever, hopefully that uh, nobody will become victim of this. It is a bad thing, but you should know that it is not a shameful thing. You you are you it doesn't make a difference ah speaking of this i do remember uh this project i saw that uh rape victims x right like no 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 i am saying very problematic stuff today so rape sexual assault victims they uh write the words that their um perpetrator says to them uh while and before, while, and after the crime was committed. Most of the time it was like, you know you want it, you, um, but you're wearing these clothes, that is consent already. Uh, you're drunk, it's not like you're saying no. You want this, uh, you would love it, you would totally like it. And they they uh, compared the the data from the sexual assault victims with the lyrics from Pharrell Williams uh, what's that song Pharrell Williams blurred lines yeah so from compared with the lines from blurred lines and they were pretty much the same thing that was like really nasty because six-year-old me was jam well, wasn't I was at six? I was like eight. This song came out in 2013. Eight-year-old me was jamming to this song. I think it was like it was so catchy and kind of yeah, really chill. I like vibe with it. And only years later to find out that it pretty much means rape. This song it sends very bad messages. So today you learned blurred lines was a nasty song. And I think there were also like scandals about uh, the. Pharrell Williams and the other dude inappropriately touching the uh, dancers on set. Very weird. Hmm. So, yeah. Nasty song. It's, it's okay. Be understanding. Educate yourselves on this matter to fully support those who have suffered the crime. Thank you. So, by definition of sex ed teachers and my mom uh rape is physically touching or looking or getting someone to touch you or saying words that um have to do with sex that are against consent or make people feel uncomfortable so technically if um you're standing in a road and some dude touches you is that right? By definition, I think it is. But on what context? Like, hey, excuse me, can you move? That is not, really. That is not. But for like, hey, ooh, hey, God, I need a bad dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you see that and for some people if they have endured this kind of experience they may have it a lot worse and they can well you know what they might do they feel it's a bad feeling I don't want to brag but I feel like um, I'm very good at uh, imagining what people would feel like and that is not a good feeling sex uh, sexual victims may show signs and uh, cut that cut that in the movie that I saw today uh, so there was a scene where these two, the two main characters, Dama and Louise, are in this kind of bar. They're chilling, they are looking good. And some dude who, okay, he kind of looks attractive by my standards. He goes up, he's real nice. He's like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but uh, you guys looking dope today. You looking fire. I just want to like um, make friends, get to know you guys, and these drinks are on me. He was like a real nice dude, attractive, nice, what can you get? And then they go dance, uh, he goes dance with dancing with Thelma, and they go out back because she was feeling a little bit um, stuffed and needed some fresh air. And the dude immediately he goes like, hey, I just want to kiss you. The really, the thing that really got to me was the fact that she kept saying no like this character was not some stupid ass dope she said no she said she wanted to go she wanted to go back inside and he he kept it like i just want to kiss you bro that that was something that made me really feel really weird and then uh later on you can see that thelma has bruises and she was bleeding and she she was terrified so rape isn't just about having sex, it's also torturing and physically hurting people um, which will result in mental illnesses and basically trauma, depression, whatever. It's also just touching people. Rape isn't all about sex and opening your legs and putting a dick in it. It's, it's about touching people without their consent and clearly making them feel uncomfortable. So get that shit straight. Some signs of a perpetrator. Uh, you can recognize them most you can recognize them using uh, these given signs I know that some people are very um, cynical and aware of the world around them I've seen um, a lot of people like that in a lot of um, signs like that in my friends like for example my mom she is a very she's a very woke person and she knows shit but for me I think that just the fact that I am afraid of like making people feel offended will probably kill me someday. Anyways, uh, you can tell some, you can like uh, recognize some red flag, <coughs> red flags of someone in uh, when they use derogatory sexual terms. You know, like you're just meeting someone and then they go like, "I want to put my dick in your pussy." That is sexual harassment. That is already sexual harassment. Like. Let that sink in your mind, okay? So, um, I think that most of the people listening to this, hopefully you guys have enough social skills, but if you don't, this is um, a little bit of a pro tip. Don't use derogatory sexual terms. Um, just don't use them. 
of course like it's fine when you're talking with your friends chilling going on your phone or like writing whatever you do that you write on or you know it really depends on the context but if you have if you understand then what i'm trying to say is that derogatory sexual terms just sexual terms can make people feel very uncomfortable and can be re- can be translated as an act of sexual harassment okay so even if you're like a really good person and uh, you're actually a very good wholehearted wonderful Christmas man <laughs> and you say that shit that can be translated very incorrectly and will get you unjustly classified and there's sexually harassing other people that is a very clear sign touching looking secretly at people giving them um books pictures sounds videos content of sexual acts without their consent is also sexual harassment i think you know that because uh this is one of the things that my physical education teachers talk about a lot i don't know if people do more say more or less in different country but in such um a very traditional country like vietnam and they say stuff like this so i think that it's like um the basic thing that you should know pictures videos comics books touching looking at someone making them look at you in a very in um your private parts showing your private parts to people that is right that is already right but wait let me just google if rape and sexual harassment is the same thing no it's not it's not rape is unlawful sexual intercourse sexual harassment is um harassing people with sexual content or sexually So there you go. I've been kind of using the wrong terms. But now you know the difference. So to, to repeat, rape is unlawful sexual intercourse. That means you do have sex and get fucked, get railed. But sexual harassment is harassing people, making them feel uncomfortable with sexual content, sexual behavior, uh, pictures, books, content, uh, words. Yeah. Then uh, the third sign of recognizing a sexual perpetrator is if they exhibit an aggressive demeanor. Demeanor? Demeanor. <laughs> this is one of the reasons, I think this is one of the reasons why I felt very uncomfortable with one of the characters in Thelma and Luis. His name was Jimmy. He is, I'm sure, I think he was Luis's boyfriend. And uh, the, so from what you can tell from the movie they have a very um not exactly happy relationship Thelma when Luis is fed up with him she kind of wants to break it off with him but he loves her like deeply and apparently he gets very jealous when she shows signs of behaving in a very clandestine way Uh, and he exhibits these jealous emotions by knocking things over, raising his voice, and overall being a very aggressive person. Some, most, well, a lot of the kids in my class, they were like, but he's really sweet. Like, he came 
he flew across two states to help her out and then he apologized to her and then he was really helpful he calls her baby he's gentle he asks her if she's okay and he gives her a wedding ring when he fucks up and he knows when to stop his actions so they think that he's really sweet but for some reason it really rubbed me very wrong that guy and I think that I finally know what I what was wrong about him to me he he just seems like a very desperate dude who's clinging on to a person who even if they don't voice it out is uncomfortable with him is fed up and does not want to interact with him as much as he would think get it and also he's violent like okay that maybe that's because of your temper but if you're like some jealous dude and you don't have that kind of trust and it's it's a toxic kind of thing like do you know what yandere people yan yan yandere kyo ta không biết đọc như nào nhưng mà those are the people who kind of love somebody to the death they aggressively and violently feel like they possess that person they stop that person they get crazy jealous when that person reacts to somebody and they are willing to hurt torture or kill that person just because they feel like it is sexually pleasing so they're very dark kind of love it's like dark love but very very gory and I had a feeling that the guy that character Jimmy was just like that I am not sure if it's appropriate to name him as a sort of sexual perpetrator but he does show signs of somebody who usually is and that is not sweet I'm just saying maybe he's not and he so like we're circling back to the fact that even if you're a truly golden-hearted person you're a kind person but if you act and say um, irrelevant and inappropriate things it could be misinterpreted and you could be labeled as somebody who's like that mess up hoi so cho, um, just a warning I guess and we all know about acting and saying weird stuff right <clears throat> that guy that I talk shit about twice <clears throat> so a little true story that I knew that has something to do with rape was about this girl who went missing in Australia for like the longest time. So I was about seven years old. I was in second grade. I was adjusting to my life in the new country. It was a good life. And I knew that people liked going to pubs at night and just chilling, getting a quick beer with their friends, having a real good time. And I thought, yeah, maybe I wanted to be do that shit when I was, you know, legal. But uh, spoiler alert, I'm allergic to alcohol. So, anyways, for this very long time, this girl went missing. And the really terrifying thing, apart from like, the part that she was brutally killed, raped, and um, her body was dumped in a very uh, unattractive place, was that the place where she went missing was very close to the place that I usually like to hang out. Um, not, it, well, so I'll just elaborate on to show you like how close that place is. 
my house was uh, in this very discreet place. It was a safe place. It has nothing to do with the place. But um, every Sunday, my mom and I would go to like, this kind of town square. We would have we would go shop thrifting, and we could get our shoppings and doing our groceries, and you know. Doing people stuff, and we really liked that street because it was bright, it was colorful, and it had all our favorite shops and the best fast food restaurant ever. And the fact that she went missing right from that street really killed us, because like, do you know how it feels to have a crime commit so close to you? Like it kind of indirect, indirectly affects you. But anyways, uh, they held this like great, wide, long search for her. And it was like all over the state. I don't know if it was all over the country, but um, it was very. It was for a very long time. And everywhere I went, there were like posters on walls and um, post boxes and everything. Like, have you seen this girl with a photo of this very nice-looking girl? So later, when her body was found, the story is real that she was having a normal night out with her friends, getting drunk, having fun. And when it was time to go, she did not go with her group of friends. I think she um, got a taxi or something, or was escorted by some dude. But she did not go with her friends, and that night she did not return to her apartment. Uh, later, her friends reported her missing, and they really looked everywhere for her. When they found her body, it was in this kind of swamp lake thing full of moss and really, like, the killer definitely made an effort to hide her body. Uh, her body showed signs of rape, abuse, and physical injuries, so it was it was terrifying. But uh, that just shows you that being drunk is not an excuse for you to inappropriately touch people or do things to them without their consent, okay? Like, being drunk is probably like the f already a huge gate. A drunk person cannot make their own choices and therefore should not be presented with questions or um, actions that require their thinking to proceed. Yeah? I remember this tweet I saw on Twitter. It was this this girl said that it was uh, really uh, weird how some guys would respect another guy who wasn't even there than respect her words that said no. I th what she meant was that uh, usually when guys hit girls up at bars, they would say like, no, I have a boyfriend. Get it? But when they say no, the guy who approaches, he's like, yeah, but like you want it, you know that shit. But when the girl brings up uh, her boyfriend, he's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm leaving. I know that this is not the case. Uh, this is not the case for everybody and guys do get sexually assaulted uh, everyone can be the victim uh, I'm just saying this to show like um, like for, for and the final sign of a sexual perpetrator is seeing and treating others as sexual objects this is so true uh, I don't really know how to explain it to you but I think that I saw something very close to this the other day on Twitter it was some dude saying that uh, who, who was uh, talking about the topic of rape and he said what's the difference between yes and no nothing bruh I don't know if you the listener um, 
can feel what's wrong with this, but if you don't, then you should start feeling very wrong with this. Because yes and no is a whole pack, is a whole wide gap of consent. Would you like to have sex with me? Yes. That is fine. That is not right. You are not committing a federal crime. You are not hurting and violating a person's right. But no. Bro, you gonna fuck shit up. If they say no, then you can go jack off in some toilet. But do not touch that person. I don't care if they are a guy or a girl or if you are a guy or a girl. If no, if they say no, then it means no. And if some dude thinks that yes and no are not different, then fuck them, okay? If you meet somebody like that, you should steer clear away from them, even if they're hot, even if they're like some dude who's a genius, so hot, so rich, CEO son. Get it? Yeah? That was a very disturbing tweet. However, um, very coincidentally, I saw like these tweets, these replies, I guess, that uh, showed pictures of these condoms that required four hands to open. I really liked the motive of these condoms as they are supposed to be like consent condoms. It requires two people uh, who will be who will be involved in the intercourse to open and that means that both people consent. That is a really good motive except for that it's not exactly helpful because some dude can just open it with his friend and then rape. Get it? And rape does rape more often than not occur- occurs in like a large group. Uh, I remember the scene in American Horror Story when this girl, she's really cute, she goes to this party and she gets drunk because that's what you do when you go to parties. Uh, the party is thrown by these frat boys and they see her, They one of them lures her up to the bedroom and it turns out there's a whole ass gang of dudes in that room just waiting for them and they lay the girl down and she's, she's very clearly saying no leave me alone. And they take turn to fuck her. It was really dark, but that's American Horror Story. It was really bad, but uh, good news. And later she um, she puts them on a bus and she burns the bus down. Yes. And she's also a witch, so she does not get in trouble. So yeah, that's a kind of good ending, kind of. Not really. But it shows that. Uh, if you do stupid things like rape people, you will die. You you deserve to die. Yes. Now, uh, we've finished the topic of rape. I, I did not think that I could talk this long about something that made me feel so uncomfortable. But clearly I could. And hopefully this acted... This... This was a little bit in a little bit littlest in the least informative to you. I hope it helped in some way. Uh, I did do research for this, so you are not misinformed and guided by my biased opinions. It's also by research from uh, certified health healthcare websites of um, the world. <laughs> so yeah. think that for the next episode I might want to talk about abortion because that is that has a lot to do with rape but we're kind of running out of time so 
Have a good day, good night, good noon, wherever you are. Have a good life. Thank you. Okay.